Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart dash calculator. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Hey there, friends. I'm glad you're here. So this is maybe going to be a kind of quick episode unless I get a little rambly. So the focus this week is on Mars and Venus with Jupiter in Pisces. So I'll explain more details about that in a minute, when the planets moved there, when how long they'll be there, what that dynamic of them all three being there together creates, and um, what that creates within mind that we are just coming off the eclipse, so we're technically still in the eclipse portal. I actually like waited until later in the week to record this because it just felt like I needed to continue laying low and kind of sitting with and steeping on this message that I have for you related to what's going on in the skies this week and and how to um, embody that in your yoga practice. I actually taught a class about it in person earlier this week so that I could kind of solidify the message a little more. That's, I don't know, that's just my process. So you see behind the scenes of how I kind of figure this stuff out and so I can hopefully on this podcast like really concisely say what I mean that's like a focus for me these days um because y'all know if you've been around for a while that I tend to be rambly and there's value in that too the stories and the tangents you know there's a reason I do those things um but so before we head there just a couple quick housekeeping announcements um if you are in the membership, there will, as always, be a sign-by-sign version of this. So based on your Vedic rising and moon signs, um, I'll tell you the exact interpretation for you. Um, and we'll get more into that uh, in this episode. And then you can listen in the membership to a sign-by-sign version to get just go a layer deeper Um, but then also exciting announcement about the membership. I'm just going to go ahead and say it publicly. I'm putting it out there and you'll see this is, this is me aligning with my own, um, sort of eclipse work around this. It's been, I've been talking about and thinking about adding on virtual yoga classes to the membership. And I've gone back and forth about whether it's going to be a separate thing or not, And I've just decided, like as of yesterday, thanks to a friend of mine for helping me think that through, actually, um, I'm not. They're going to be the same. I'm not going to compartmentalize myself. I think most of y'all are here because you want to know how astrology and yoga work together. And that's actually part of why I created this platform is so that um, because there's places you can learn yoga and there's places you can learn astrology and there's places you can learn Ayurveda, but nobody really out there is teaching 
how to use them all together. And that's kind of at the crux of what I do. I mean, that's what yoga therapy is. I'm training to become a yoga therapist. Um, and so using all three of those together, actually most yoga therapists definitely include yoga and Ayurveda, but not many of them include astrology to my knowledge, or at least that I've found. Um, but so that's my mission is to teach all three together. So why would I then compartmentalize my membership is, and that's the way I hope that most of you all will work with me. Cause it's like nice and it's accessible pricing. It's ongoing. It's like, you know, you stay committed to learning this. I stay committed to you and I can focus on that. The membership, um, maybe one day I'll have courses, but right now my heart is with the membership and just having a place where we're all in community together so you can go to yogiscopes.com slash membership to see all the awesome stuff that's already um, in there. Like there's already a ton of good stuff in the membership and just starting in June, um, right now tentatively it will be on Fridays at 9 a.m. I will live stream a yoga practice for the week um, that factors in the astrology and tentatively, I've found a place to record that. Tentatively, that it will be on Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time going forward. I'm just putting this out there in the universe. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces left for me to figure out, so don't hold me to it if something has to change. But um, that's my intention, and I will figure it out. We will figure it out together. Um, and if you can't catch it live, if that time doesn't work for you in your time zone and with your schedule or whatever, of course, the recording will be up and as I kind of figured out, I'll definitely take feedback on what times y'all would like to see live stream times. So this is new and exciting. And this is a great example of how we want to step through the eclipse portal. Okay, so eclipses are like portals, like it's just this weird wild time, everything gets shaken up, especially in between one eclipse to the next. So we're now on the other side of that, but the energy is still there. It's kind of dwindling away. So what you do right now basically can kind of lay the groundwork for how you want to show up and how you want to carry this energy through. Are you going to stay in the same old cycle or are you going to step through the doorway and do something different and be in a new way of being that will bring new things into your life, new opportunities, new whatever. Um, so that's the idea and I'm going to explain more about the astrology behind that energy. One other quick housekeeping announcement. I don't want to forget that I am developing a, what I'm calling a birth chart decoder. And it's a worksheet that is, in my opinion, like super duper helpful. It's going to be free on my website once I get some tech stuff figured out. <laughs> like I went live in my Facebook group yesterday and was talking about this. Um, the tech behind it is like always more complicated than I think it's going to be, but I'm like three quarters of the way there. Um, so I just had to go ahead and record this. I, my intention was to have it done before recording, but I was like, I need to get this episode out. Um, yeah, so it will be up. I will send it out to my existing email list subscribers already. Um, once it's done, and then if you're not already on my email list, you can go and jump on my email list and grab it once it's live. Hopefully that will be tomorrow. Um, fingers crossed. 
but Mercury is retrograde after all. Um, so the birth chart decoder is really cool. It's just a worksheet where once you grab your chart from my website, you, you fill it in and it's, it's going to help you, um, make sense of your birth chart. So you don't have to like frantically Google this shit every time I say like, Oh, that's happening on your whatever house. And you're like, wait, where is that? Like, how do I even find that? You know, you can just get this worksheet. It's free. And then also in the membership, they're going to get the same. They actually already have pretty much the same worksheet. It's in the 2022 planner. So if you either have the 2022 planner with all the dates for the year and some cool mindset worksheets, you, you already have this worksheet. Um, or if you're in the membership, you already have the planner and it's in there. It's like page six or so of the planner. I don't know. Just look in there. You'll see it. What I was, um, it says birth chart basics, I believe at the top or Vedic birth chart. So it's already in there, but I'm developing it even more for the members. So y'all are still getting something extra. I'm going to have, um, just brief, quick keywords for house sign and planet, planet meanings so that you can start to better apply the things I'm saying here on the podcast to yourself. Um, with just my guidance distilled into a really nice and easy sheet to use. So as always something free for you all here on the podcast something a layer deeper for those that want to take it a layer deeper with their studies in the membership. So that's enough about the membership and tech and whatever. Now about the astrology. So I bring that stuff up too because this is a perfect expression of how I'm working with this energy um, to bring stuff into fruition for you. So what is the energy? On Monday, Mars, Monday, May 16th. So just this past Monday as I'm recording this, it's Thursday, May 19th right now. Mars moved into Pisces. Right now, currently, um, earlier, Jupiter moved into Pisces this month, where it will stay until April of 2023. So Jupiter moved into Pisces on like April 13th, I believe. I don't know. I don't have the date right in front of me. It's not that important. It's been there for like a month. It's going to be there for another 11 or so months. Um, and Jupiter rules Pisces. So this is a super good time, um, for all things Pisces and wherever Pisces is in your chart, which if you're not sure, um, you can utilize those resources I've mentioned, the birth chart decoder worksheet that will be live probably tomorrow, Friday, May 20th. Um, or in the membership, you can just listen and I'll just tell you where Pisces is in your chart and I'll tell you what that means just in a, like, it takes like two minutes for me to do each sign, two to three minutes. So you'll just get a quick actionable snapshot of how all this energy is working together and, and what you need to do about it. Um, in just like, you know, three minutes or less in there. So that's what those, uh, weekly horoscopes, sign by sign yogi scopes are good for. Um, but so all things Pisces are like super on the mind right now, but also, um, so let me just explain. There's connections everywhere, right? Everything's connected. Of course, nothing exists in a vacuum. So we have all three of these planets in Pisces, Mars, Venus. Venus has been there since sort of like the end of April. I think it was like the 27th and it's getting ready to move into Aries on next Monday, the 23rd. So for this week, while they're both there with Jupiter, 
Um, it's creating this dynamic between the masculine and feminine because Mars, I don't know if this is like technically the thing, but to me, it's like Mars and sun are like the divine masculine Venus and moon are like the divine feminine. So I couldn't really say that without including the luminaries, the sun and the moon, but Mars and Venus are definitely creating this divine feminine and masculine dynamic in Pisces right now with Jupiter there that's just expanding the energy bringing optimism and goodness to the energy so this is like a good thing this is not like um it's like sort of attention because there's always a tension between things that are like polar opposites but but there's harmony there because of Jupiter being there and Jupiter rules Pisces Venus is exalted in Pisces Mars is happy being with Jupiter, even though I think normally like Mars wouldn't be doing that well in Pisces, like necessarily, but because of all these other factors, Mars is also happy. It's a good expression of the feminine and the masculine energies all in Pisces, which is very spiritual, dreamy, um, you know, so if you have big dreams, I've been talking about this ever since Jupiter moved into Pisces if you have big big dreams it's totally a time to dream big but with Saturn in Aquarius right now it's been since about April 28th you also want to like bring structure to that bring you know like don't just get all crazy dreaming too big because also that's a could be a tendency of Mars in Pisces it could influence you to like overspend or like um, do something inflammatory because you're just like going too big, too fast kind of, uh, energy. So, so just be aware of that. If you can harness the qualities of Saturn, I think that will kind of mitigate that those, the shadow side of that energy is kind of what I'm trying to get at. Um, and then the eclipses we just had, remember I talked about last episode that this eclipse season was a weird one because normally they, the eclipses happen on a, um, on an axis on signs that are directly across from each other. Like, so the nodes right now, Rahu and Ketu are in Aries and Libra, which is the other Pisces ruled sign. Um, or I mean Pisces, uh, Venus ruled sign. So Venus doesn't rule Pisces. It rules Taurus and, um, Libra, but Venus is exalted in Pisces. So we have all this Venus Pisces, um, energy because also Mercury is retrograding through Taurus. The other, um, I'm mixing all my words up and I apologize. The other, um, Venus ruled sign. So Jupiter, Venus, Mars are just at the forefront in every which way is what I'm trying to get at here. Like all this stuff going on, how it's working together, Mercury retrograding through Taurus, So that's an area of life to kind of reorganize, um, would be a good way to harness this energy. And again, I've put this all together in in a sentence or two that I'm going to go over in the membership podcast, um, that will drop hopefully at the same time, but sometimes this is ready first. So I go ahead and drop it, but the membership podcast will definitely be out by tomorrow. But anyway, hopefully those of you in the membership are listening to this first because I give a lot of context and then that is just like, bam, fast, something quick and useful. Um, so anyway, the eclipses happened on in Aries and Scorpio, which is weird. 
Um, and if you want to listen to more about that, I covered it in the last episode about the eclipse, but basically normally it would be Aries and Libra. And I think, I believe this fall, that's where they'll be. Um, this fall, winter, when they happen, they'll be in Aries and Libra, but this time they were in Aries and Scorpio. And both of those are the Mars ruled signs. So basically what you want to think about is things to leave behind related to Martian qualities or Aries and Scorpio areas of your life. So whatever you were just working through with the eclipse, what are you going to leave behind in that area of your life, wherever Scorpio is for you? Um, Or also you could look to where Mars is in your birth chart because that's another connection to draw here to work with this energy. Um, Things to reorganize related to Venus and Taurus. So also the home and finances, just natural qualities of Venus and Taurus. Things to focus on would be um, wherever Aries is falling in your chart. And the energy to help you expand the goal is Pisces. So hopefully, I'm going to say that again, hopefully it makes sense. So basically, we have this dynamic going on with Mars, Venus, and Jupiter, and then also the signs that they rule. So this week, to step through the eclipse portal, you want to leave behind things related to wherever Scorpio is for you or Mars in your birth chart. You want to reorganize things related to um, Taurus, wherever Taurus is for you. And again, I'm going to go over this like in a very succinct way in the membership um, or also just Taurus related qualities, um, you know, the home, finances, sense of comfort and luxury, because that also Taurus is ruled by Venus. Um, what you're going to focus your energy on is wherever Aries is for you. So, but then also Mars, because like I said, Aries and Scorpio are both, um, Mars ruled signs. So you can also look to where Mars is in your birth chart. There might be some of that energy being brought in. And then what's going to help you expand on that goal. Once you've done the work of leaving things behind and reorganizing, what you're going to lean into to expand your goal in that area of life is wherever Pisces is for you, or also because of what we have going on in Pisces right now is your inner teacher. What, what does your inner teacher say about balancing the masculine and feminine? Does one need a little help? Does one need a little, uh, support? Does one need to be toned down a little bit? Um, you know, these are all good questions to ask yourself. So what is the yoga to work with this energy? If you want to harness it in your body, embody it. Um, I, this is what I find is like, there are certain, so the yoga poses, it's less about the poses and more about the intention you bring to those poses because there's only so many poses. This is what I'm learning. Um, over and over again in my yoga therapy training, there's only so many poses and you can just adapt those poses or show up in them in different ways to serve different intentions. So that's what I think I started on this journey on wanting to learn, learn to use yoga therapeutically. I started on this journey, um, looking for like, tell me what pose to do when, 
And now I've reached a conclusion that you can pretty much, I mean, for the most part, like, you know, there are groups of poses that do different things. Like there's back bends and there's forward bends and, and you wouldn't necessarily, um, try to do a, a heart opening intention and a forward bend, but you could, right. And that would be interesting. Um, but so there are groups of poses that have, you know, certain, certain energies to them. Yes, but you can design a very balanced practice and show up with a certain intention and you can use damn near the same poses every time. Honestly, like, um, I have a very similar flow to my classes and you'll find out if you join the membership, um, or I I think I'm going to broadcast the first couple of them for free for everybody so people can get a taste before they sign up. Um, because I don't currently have anything online out there. I've been teaching for a long time, but in person. So I don't currently have anything online for you to get a taste of my teaching. So it's time for me to amp that up. But to be truthful, like I teach a pretty dang similar class. Like, I mean, there's a similar flow to it, but it's my yoga teaching is totally my creative outlet. Anyway, how are you going to embody this energy? So I'm going to get into some yoga philosophy and hopefully I don't get to ramble your nitty gritty. I'm going to try to explain it in the simplest terms and I might do a science of light episode to go deeper. That's the intention of that podcast to just only focus on the yoga philosophy and the science of it um, to go deeper. And here's where I talk about the astrology. So like I was saying, groups of poses, you're probably going to stick to groups of poses that are along the central channel. So we're not going to do like, um, like, uh, what are poses that are not along the central channel? Like, like warrior two, that one's a spreading of the energy. So you're spreading energy away from the central channel. Whereas warrior one with the hip square towards the front of the mat, you're, you're having, uh, the energy down, like, to me, it feels like I'm more so in that pose, pulling the energy down the central channel, which is called the Shishumna Nadi. So anything along the Shishumna Nadi, which is the Nadis are energy channels in the body. And there's bunches of them. There's three main ones. And that's what I'm going to talk about. The Shishumna, which is along the spine. It's where your chakras reside. Um, it's also, I mean, in scientific terms, the Shishumna Nadi is like your your brainstem and your spinal cord, like physically there are structures there that kind of resemble the Shashumna Nadi, right? And the chakras are more or less at places where giant nerve bundles leave the spinal cord. So that's cool. Um, and the, the Ida and the Pingala, I might not be saying that right. I apologize. The Ida and the Pingala, um, Nadis crisscross and they they start, so the Ida starts in the, in the right brain and it corresponds to the left side of the body. So that's right brain is like creativity, left side of the body, yin, feminine, Venus qualities, right side, or sorry, left brain, the Pingala Nadi is, corresponds to the right side of the body. So, um, masculine, Mars, logical, um, structured, fiery. So Ida, right brain, creative, soft, nurturing, yin, Venus qualities. 
and they crisscross. So they start, um, there's debate depending on the different systems where they start. Like some will say like at the eyes, some will say at the third eye. I don't know. Um, it's not that important. They start in the head, at the brain, whatever. Um, but what is important is that the itta starts on the right side and corresponds to the left side of the body. So they're crisscrossing, right? And the idea is with this yoga practice that you want to bring energy to the central channel. And actually, in fact, when prana is moving freely, so the life force energy is moving freely in the body, it moves from the base up. So that's why most of the time in chakra courses or whatever, um, you start with the root chakra and you move up because the idea is you want the energy to flow freely from the base up. Um, but you want it to flow freely either way. So what prevents that prana from flowing freely is either, well, it's actually a number of things, but what I'm focusing on here because it feels relevant to what we have going on astrologically is Agni. So Agni is the digestive fire. It's your like inner sense of get up and go. Um, and it can get, it's also like, you know, your little light that you're going to let shine. It's at your core. It's your sense of self and well-being. And, um, it, it can get just covered up. So it can get either covered up by like taking in too much stuff, taking on too many things, eating too much heavy food that like is hard to digest, consuming, just consuming, consuming, consuming all the time and never having a chance to digest. So think of it like a fire. You can either, you can fan the flames of the fire and in moderation, air and wind and movement is good for the fire. Like sometimes fanning the flames strengthens them. But if the flame is not very strong to start out with, it can just be blown out like a candle, right? So, so it's about finding the right balance of, of air and movement versus adding the right amount of fuel. So fires need fuel and air, right? They need air that you can't burn in a vacuum. It needs air to burn, but it also needs fuel. Fire needs fuel to burn. So these are like, it's a good expression of the elements. Um, and I'm planning to do, side note, um, an Ayurveda series on the science of light that will cover this stuff more in depth, but I'm trying to just give the um, basic rundown right now. So if you have questions, please hit me with them so that I can develop a really good episode that answers your questions um, over on the science of light. Anyway. Um, so fire needs air and it needs fuel. And so this is, shows up in Ayurveda as, um, the doshas and also the gunas. And that's what I'm going to cover that over there. So if you don't know what those are right now, just like, don't worry about it and think about what you know about, um, so fuel could be like anything you're consuming, like the food you eat. So you need fuel. You can't eat too little, but if you eat so much, the fire need you know, you could smother the fire basically. But also it's not just about eating and food. It's about, um, what are you consuming? Are you like just consuming information all the time and you're never like giving space for that information to ruminate, you know, like it's kind of like building the, in the fire metaphor, you're going to build that little, uh, log teepee. So there's room for air, you know, y'all ever done that? You build the triangle thing with the logs so that that's the, the 
optimal Boy Scout way to start a fire. If you didn't know, you build the teepee. Um, and, and so then air can get through and you can actually have like more fuel that way with more, um, room for air to move through. So I hope y'all are like enjoying this metaphor. And so it's not always just about having more fire though, because sometimes, so these are like, you know, the doshas, the fires, pitta, the, the fuel, the grounding, the, the earth element, the logs, if you will, is kappa and or Thomas the guna um and the air or movement is vata so the fire is pitta and so you might know them as those things but um if you have too much fire that can also cause things like I don't know like a pitta imbalance could be like um indigestion heartburn like acne um, being like really inflammatory with your words, things like that. So you could think of it as like a car that needs an oil change. Like it's, it's burning, but it's not burning clean kind of. Um, so you can consider all of that. I just said, and apply it to your lifestyle. Like just think of the movement and the fuel, the grounding. Are you doing enough movement? Are you doing enough grounding? Do you need more of one or the other? Um, and how can you draw energy up the central channel? And this is why I'm so excited to start offering classes virtually because it will make so much more sense. And I feel like there's this disconnect. I'm offering classes in person and not necessarily everybody that comes to those classes gets this lecture of a background on my podcast. So it's like, I'm really excited about it. Like it's going to be a good thing that like you get to listen to this and understand it and then with that in mind is gonna that's the idea you're going to um be able to experience it and embody it and if you're in Asheville you can come to my classes um if you're in Asheville just like hit me up and ask me about it um because I don't want to bore anybody that's not in Asheville um yeah so June 3rd look out for that class. It's not going to be about this, what I'm talking about here. Um, I don't, I just don't think I'm going to get time to try and I want to try and record a class like this for y'all because it's like, this is so foundational and so good. Um, good stuff. So think about if I didn't say that like clearly enough, just to recap, I'm recapping housekeeping things right now, by the way. Um, June 3rd, 9am Eastern standard time, Eastern daylight time, whatever, 9am Eastern time, New York time. Um, will be the first live stream class. I think I'm going to offer it for free to the public, probably in the Facebook group, but then the recording will be in the membership. Um, and then going forward, I'll probably do a couple for free here and there, but then it's going to be a thing for the membership only. And then once I get this built out also, by the way, the membership price will be going up. So join at the price you're at and you'll be locked in. I think, I don't know. Don't hold me to that. I don't know the tech behind it of how I can, I don't know. We'll figure it out together. But once I get it up and going, there will probably be a price change. So join me now while I'm building it. Help me build the community. You know, um, I'm glad y'all are here. Be on the lookout, jump on my email list. If you want to get the birth chart decoder, as soon as it drops, you can just get I have an email list sign up on like every single page of my website just about in my link in bio on social media. So it's real easy to get on there if you're not already. Um, and in the membership, 
we will go deeper. So for those of y'all in there, I will tell you exactly astrologically for your rising and moon signs, what areas of life this is hitting for you. So specifically what areas of life are things you need to leave behind in, what areas of life to reorganize, what area of life to begin focusing on, and what energy you need to harness to expand upon that goal. So just to reiterate, for those of you not in the membership or if you are and you want to hear a recap again, so you're leaving behind things related to especially Scorpio, but maybe wherever Mars is in your birth chart. Um, you're reorganizing Taurus-y things, so wherever Taurus is for you, but then also like your home, your finances, whatever. Um, you're going to focus on wherever Rahu is for you right now, which is Aries, so wherever Aries is in your birth chart. And the energy to help expand you to expand the goal for you is in Pisces, but also leaning on harnessing, making the masculine and feminine work together so that you can channel this energy together along your spine. So embodied practices to work on that are like, um, so just to name a couple poses I included in my class were like a flow between like high lunge, crescent lunge and, um, stand or and then to warrior three to standing apasana so so sorry i'm like butchering sanskrit but like uh where you swing forward from warrior three pull that leg in whatever not your standing leg hug it in like wind releasing pose and then swing back from there to um standing splits and with and I taught the class with a whole focus on the feet. It's good stuff. Um, I really wish I could record it for y'all because it's I'm like proud of this work. Is <laughs> it lights me up if you couldn't tell. Um, and then uh, think with the intention of not just increasing Agni. That's not the goal. Increasing your fire, but purifying it. So thinking about whatever that means for you. So. Just some quick journal prompts. I didn't even write these down ahead of time. I should have, but I didn't. But so some quick journal prompts. You're going to think on um, how is your Agni? Do you feel like you have too much wind or movement going on in your life? Or too much stagnation, too much earth element, too much fuel? Do you need to like offload some fuel so that you can get a little more movement and be a little less stagnant? Do you need to lean more into um, right brain or left brain practices and this is not an easy thing so you might want to sit with it and think about it and just think about perhaps imbalances you might have going on with the left versus the right side of the body are you more tight on one side than the other I suspect so like most people are just because we have two of everything doesn't mean we're symmetrical so those are just things to think on how are you balancing the masculine and feminine in your life and how can you lean into that to really um fire yourself up to work towards your goals. I hope that all makes sense. And if you need a little extra support, you can always reach out to me. Like this, this stuff lights me up. Like I said, like you're not going to bother me by just sending me a message to ask a question, whether that's by email or social media, you know how to find me. It's all in the show notes. Oh, last announcement. My books for readings are reopened now and I dropped a coupon code in the Facebook group. You have to be in the Facebook group to get it. Um, it's only good through this Sunday. It was just an impromptu thing. Somebody asked if I was running a discount and I said, I'm not, but since you asked, I will because I'm reopening and I'm excited about it. And so yeah, check that out. Readings are reopened. 
now. Um, I think that's all. I'm really glad y'all are here. Take care. Thank you.